Hello. You are about to travel through the sixth dimension. In its fullness exists cinema entertainment that creates many forms, all while maintaining the same purpose, to tell and explore magnificent stories of the burden of existence. This is a dimension of imagination. Your hosts, Adam and Bailey, will do their best to guide you through vast perspectives in cinema that create new dimensions for all to admire. Welcome to AB Cinema. Hello, everyone. It is Wednesday, June 22nd, and welcome to AB Cinema Podcast. Before I get started with my light year review, I just wanted to ask everyone to go and follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Letterboxd, Twitter, and you can also email us at our Gmail, which is abcinema.pod at gmail.com. But please look for us on those websites and uh, share our podcast with your friends and family. We'd love to be heard and uh, to spread the word. Anyway, um, let's dive in. Let's talk about Lightyear. This is a controversial movie, it seems like. I, right off the bat, I just want to throw a disclaimer out there. Like, I personally was not bothered by the biggest thing that most people are bothered by, the lesbian kiss. Yes, I'm going to talk about it real quick because I don't want to get into a political discussion with myself or I feel like Chris Evans did a really good job portraying Buzz Lightyear and I feel like he he captured the spirit of who that character was especially in the first movie um and of of Toy Story I mean and so that was a really interesting uh dynamic and it made me it's such a weird concept for a movie that it really takes you out of it at times because you're like this is the movie that Toy Story the Buzz Lightyear of Toy Story is based off of and so it's it's a little trippy when when you know the concept and so um that's one of the things that was a little weird for me but Chris Evans really took this role and went to the stars with it he went to infinity and beyond um, Taika Waititi did really good in his role as well. Uh, he was really funny at times. I loved his pen references. They were hilarious. Um, Kiki Palmer also did a great job. And I, I think that her character was really unique and fun, especially with her, her trials that she was going through throughout this movie and what she had to do to overcome them. Overall... I think the actors' voice performances really elevated the movie to a better level. The movie itself is very generic. It's a very generic sci-fi film. It's very grand as far as what Pixar has offered us. It's definitely the biggest film, most it's the biggest spectacle that Pixar has given us. I would say that the biggest one prior to this, as far as spectacle goes, was probably Wall-E, and I, I think that's because like space is a spectacle, and I, I feel like everything that has to do with sci-fi genre is a little bit more of a way for an, a studio to provide 
eye candy for for people to enjoy CGI and all of that. But sci-fi, it's definitely a science fiction film and a generic one at best, which is why I'm a little not disappointed. It's a movie that I was expecting to get what I got out of it. I wasn't disappointed to the point where I would say, like, I'm never going to watch this again. In fact, I actually kind of want to watch it again in theaters before it it leaves. But um, I'd say that the biggest pullback is how generic it is and how many times it pulls on the same tropes over and over again. Like this ragtag group of failures trying to um, complete this mission and they're the underdogs. They they never made it through the the Space Ranger program and all of that. And I and they kept failing over and over and over again. And it's like, okay, how many times is this group of people gonna fail? Are we gonna see them fail at the very end? Is everything gonna fail? And then, which is part of the moral of the story is that failure is not always the worst option. Like sometimes our failures lead to our successes and i i'd say that that that's a really important lesson and i i thought that it was very powerful and another uh, lesson that it hit on really strong for me was time is precious and if you've seen the trailer you you know that lightyear buzz lightyear travels through time essentially on a mission and comes back at a later date I I thought that the the message of time being fleeting was very emotional and powerful because of what it, it offered to the audience. The biggest I'd say this is I wanna dive into the the CGI of it all. I, I mean the whole movie is CGI, it's animation, but that whole aspect is really driven home because there's this part where Buzz Lightyear is looking at a photograph of his friend that he was in the the Starfleet or the the Star Command um, fleet with, and uh, she ended up passing away, and he has a picture of her, and you see this teardrop fall onto the picture, and it's such a beautiful realistic tear and you feel this emotion of like wow buzz is realizing that he's missed out on his best friend's life completely like there's a little montage of him coming back each time after failure failure after failure and and then he sees his friend on her deathbed and in a recording and it's just some really emotional stuff and I, I really enjoyed the tugging at the heartstrings that this that part of the storyline gave. Um, after that, it goes into a very, it very much goes into a sci-fi fest um, with tropes. There's, I'm going to give a spoiler for the biggest reveal of the movie. Um, but in Toy Story 2, at the very beginning of the movie, there's a scene between Zerg and Buzz and Zerg says, Buzz, I'm your father. This is not canon to the Buzz Lightyear film. First of all, people saying that as a complaint about the film, 
need to understand that this is a movie that the toys are based off of. So the toys saying that is not a reflection of what the movie presented. I do think that the twist of um, Zerg actually being Buzz was creative. It was, um, it provided a good, um, a good counter for what Buzz was going through, a good obstacle, and it pulled at his his desires and what he wanted to do. And it was just a really interesting storyline. It was a little complex for children, I would say. Like, little, little kids may not understand it. They may think of it as just a really pretty film that's just a lot of colors moving around. But I'd say that this movie is aimed towards a more more adult audience. I would say probably like maybe 6 to 10 year olds would really like this. Especially, I don't want to be like gender specific, but this movie is directed more toward, towards boys. Um, but I do think that girls can enjoy this movie too. My wife and I, we really enjoyed this movie. We thought it was very cute and charming, and we loved the messages that it was delivering and what it was conveying to the audience. I'm disappointed that people are jumping to conclusions about this movie before seeing it, and I hope that anybody who listens to this review has, um, has an ounce of hope that maybe that it's actually a good movie and they should go give it a try. Anyway... That is my review for Lightyear. I would give it a B, and the only reason I'm giving it a B is because the storyline is very generic. And so that is my review of Lightyear. Thank you all for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day whenever you're listening to this. And please, like I said at the beginning, um, share our podcast with your friends and family. We'd love to interact with everyone. So have a wonderful day, and as always, Keep watching movies.